Dapper Dans and Marching Bands, you are now tuned in to the Disney Holic Show. Hello and welcome to the Disney Holic Show. That's Mike TV. And that's Jen Diz. Today we are celebrating the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World and we're here to share our adventures with you from the day of in the Magic Kingdom. So sit back. Pull on the yellow safety strap and enjoy the show. Ooh, I love that yellow safety strap. <laughs> Little <laughs> intro. Love it there. Um, all right. So we are back home respectively so i'm back in brooklyn you are back in the bay area and i officially have disney withdrawal like real bad more than i've ever had it <laughs> i keep thinking Me about too. it and then i start planning these fantasy trips like we just got back and i'm looking at <laughs> disney world resorts dvc availability i was already looking at disney cruises uh for this december because i'm just like wow. i need it i need it <laughs> Yeah, I guess I'm doing a little better because I have a I have a Disneyland trip already coming up next weekend. So I'm like, all right, it can cruise a little bit for a little while. <laughs> oh, that's good. Speaking of Disneyland, I also just got the magic key out of like Yay! sheer panic. So now I'm also a Disneyland magic key holder. Welcome to the family. I'm very excited. That means I do get the um, charter club thingamajig. Yes. Which is great. I love a good Charter Club sale because that gets you to come to Disneyland more often. I'm just saying, thanks, Charter Club. Yay, Charter Club. <laughs> uh, so speaking of back home, I got back home and my husband, Jerry, was very nice enough to move my podcast uh, recording station to a different room dedicated to podcasting. But it's also different. So if you hear any echoes or maybe even Triumph the dog who lives diagonally back from me then <laughs> that's him saying hello so we'll see how this goes new podcast station set up right on um one thing i have to say about the withdrawals is i am actually missing the first week of our trips florida weather not the second week because that was really hot but i'm actually like are you getting like straight up fall weather now in new york because it like turned into fall while i was gone here in Same. california we, i got back and it is now officially fall the leaves are falling. They're turning brown and gold. And everyone has, like, moved on from summer. I'm seeing the outfits. Right. And, There's like, beanies, beanies and jackets. Halloween decorations. <laughs> like, the, the stoops have the lan jack-o'-lanterns on them. Um, yeah. But I love it. It's good. I love it, too. It's just such a weird transition. I'm like, oh, I kind of kind of wanted summer for like one more week when I got back, but hey, it's okay. <laughs> it was a shocking return to go it from was. I was hot, like, what? humid. Like right now this. I have a blanket on my lap while I'm recording because I'm just like oh, wow. not ready to turn the heater on just yet. I'm <laughs> yeah. like, okay. Because that's like admitting. Um, yeah. <laughs> also, the first half of our trip was prior to Mercury going into retrograde. And not only did we have pretty good weather then, but then just things started to go wrong after that, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a bunch of our recaps. Um, <laughs> but things were great before Mercury in retrograde, and then it got really weird. And so that's life. That's the cosmic universe yeah, talking to us. Yeah, I never really believed in that until these last couple trips that we've traveled during <laughs> retrograde. <Right>? So. <laughs> 
like really, really weird things. Um, right. Other stuff happened while we were gone that we need to catch up on. A lot of dates were announced by the Disney company and all their other little companies. So I thought we would just quickly go through all these dates for things that at least I think I'm excited about. And I'm curious to see if you're excited about it too. Sure. So the first one is the announcement for the D23 Expo in Anaheim, California. The dates are now September 9th through September 11th, 2022. So less than a year away. And we've already got a step ahead, right? Yeah, we got our hotels booked. We are ready to go. The um, For anybody who wants to go to D23 Expo, it's always a good tip. Book those hotels as soon as they become available. They skyrocket, like literally just go through the roof and or sell out. So Right. Um, and it's also highly recommended to just go ahead and splurge and get one of the convention hotels. I know it's not affordable, but it's so it like changes your whole experience when you can just hop out and go to your bedroom, basically. Right. Yeah. Like it's cross so the street. much more worth it in the long the run. The convenience factor is huge. Yep. Um, and at the time of booking, which was, I think, a week and a half ago, most of the um hotels were already booked along Harbor Boulevard and there was still a ton left at the convention center hotels, like you said. So get on that. If you want to head over to D23 Expo next year, we will be there. Another date, November 24th. So that's coming up is Hawkeye. So that's the new MCU Disney plus series that stars Jeremy Renner. Hawkeye of course is one of the Avengers and he gets his own show now. Um, but it also features a couple of new characters. And the reason I bring that up, because that's November 24th. Now, a few weeks before that, November 5th, Marvel's Eternal comes out. Eternals comes out in theaters. So there's just a, there's a lot of Marvel content. It's a little bit overwhelming. I haven't even caught up with that What If series. <laughs> yeah, I uh, am so excited about those two coming out. Can you tell? <laughs> I was like, is that sarcasm? Um, yeah, I'm not excited about Fib. Hawkeye. Um, I'm cur- I'd say I'm curious about Eternals, the way I was before Guardians of the Galaxy. So Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll go see all of it. Oh, of course. But like... <laughs> and then we'll I mean, I get it. so lost in the Marvel Universe as is. So just this whole like slew of things coming on now, I'm just like, what? Like, it is very confusing. Up. And then with like the multiverse opening up wider and wider. Um, I think it'll get even weirder, more weird. Uh, Speaking of Disney Plus, there's also The Book of Boba Fett coming out December 29th. So at the end of this year, a little New Year's present uh, on Disney Plus. So I am excited about that one. That one looks good, right? Yeah. And it's Jacob's favorite Star Wars character. So I'm very excited to get to know him a little more, like hear his story and see whatever they're going to show along with him. Uh, his adventures, whatever we're going to see in that show. So I'm excited for that one a lot. It's pretty cool. Uh, and remember at the end of Mandalorian season, was it two? Were there only two seasons? Yes, I think there's only two, right? <laughs> yeah. At the end of the most <laughs> recent season, last whenever that was, they teased the Book of Boba Fett at the end. And then we were all really confused because where's the Mandalorian? Where's the next season? Um, right. And it was recently also announced that they are currently filming this fall the next season of Mandalorian. So that story is going to continue. Boba Fett will be separate, but Mandalorian the next season probably won't come until like 2023, they're saying, like early 23. Oof. So that's a couple years 
It's a long time Ish. to wait. Yeah. There's one more thing, too, they announced on Disney+. Plus. Ooh. Do you remember? No. Tell me. Agatha. Oh, oh shit. Long that's da- such a da- good one. Da- 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 <laughs> oh, my God. That's going to be good. And I hope it's, like, very story-driven and not just, like, because she's popular. Right. Yep. That's what everyone's saying, too. So I, I have a feeling it will be because they do a really good job of, like, fan service, right? right. So <laughs> we'll see what they do. But uh, pretty excited that she gets her own show. And there's, like, there's literally just barely announced at all. So there's no plan of, like, when it's coming out yet, I don't think. Yeah, so. nothing really. And um, obviously Catherine Hahn is returning. And it seems like she loves that character. So no matter what, she's going to bring it. Yeah, it should no be No matter fun. what the story is. Love it. Um, Star Wars Galactic Cruiser, Walt Disney World, opening March 1st, 2022, or what they're calling the, um, like, inaugural, not inaugural, the maiden voyage of the Galactic Cruiser, March 1st, 2022, already sold out. Uh, it <laughs> opened up to DVC members, Annual Pass, Club 33, and a few other select groups. Uh, before general public and the maiden voyage is sold out. So there Crazy. we go. You know, what's interesting though is none of the other ones look very full. So curious if oh. they sponged out their whole fan base in one <laughs> voyage and no one else wants to pony up. Um, or maybe a lot of us are waiting to see if it's good from the people who go. Right. Yep. How are you feeling about that whole, like about going on your own trip? The, um, <laughs> the, there's two things that I haven't been excited about that, you know, which is space 220. It's the restaurant in Epcot and then galactic star cruiser. They both just look so like fake, like as if I'm in, walking into one of my kids toys where you'd put like your stickers on. Oh my gosh. After you it's such it. a funny way to say that. <laughs> like, the buttons are on the stickers <laughs> and you put the stickers on. It just looks so cheap and. I know it's going to be like screens up the wazoo. So yeah, I, the price point for that and the theme doesn't excite me. What excites me is that role play aspect of being able to do that, which I've never really done before with people. So that part, I guess, is kind of interesting. Yeah, I, I can't get over that. What you just like your analogy you just left, because <laughs> I'm like remembering the little stickers that were like actual monitors that you'd put on like yeah. a, a screen, like on the Star Trek Voyager or something, you'd like a little square sticker that showed all the details. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's a crazy way to think about that. Um, and that picture of Josh tomorrow on Galactic Star Cruiser, I finally saw it because you told me about it. And you're like, it looks real plastic. And I looked and I'm like, oh, it does. Like it looks, <laughs> it just, I don't know. I don't want to like bash it, but it looks cheap in comparison to what our expectations were. Yeah. I guess it's a good way to say that. So, and that's just from a picture. Who knows what it looks like in real life? But regardless, um, I do have some hesitations. Of course, money is a huge hesitation for me. Um, it was about four times the cost I thought it was going to be. So there's that. But then also just like kind of want to see how it rolls out. Some things lately have made me... Uh, maybe lose a little trust in these big excursions. So right. I want to like see how somebody else reviews it that I can trust before I throw my life savings into it. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm joining you now on that X-Wing <laughs> mentality because, yeah, I don't know. I'll wait. Let's wait. 
I know. You know me, I never like to wait. I always want to do everything. As soon as it comes out, I get really excited. But the price point is just too much for me to just take that risk. Like, oh, whatever. It's new. Let's try it. Like, no, I can't. <laughs> it's a good point. And also, um, because it's a hybrid of so many different types of things, um, one of them being a hotel resort slash cruise, those are things that I feel like, at least for me, I would never need to be the first to go also because I know there's kinks True. I need to work out <laughs> and yeah. probably some of the stuff isn't even finished. So hotels, cruise ships, um, I have no rush to be day one. So I'm going to think of it that way. That's almost a perfect segue into the 50th, but I'll let you continue. <gasps> yes. Just a couple, <laughs> a couple more dates that I'm excited about. Um, both of which were announced to be part of the 50th. So the first one is, Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind over at Epcot uh, because of COVID and construction delays. It's now going to open up in the vaguely described year 2022. So they didn't put a date or a season, just says 2022. Uh, but we've seen the big giant uh, show building there at Epcot. And as I mentioned, it was supposed to be ready for October 1st. And that's how they pitched it to us fans at D23 Expo a few years ago. And then the other big date that people are probably most excited about, sarcasm, is Genie <laughs> Service, which includes Genie Plus and Lightning Lane, opening October 19th, 2021, meaning opening on your app, sorry. It's launching October 19th, 2021. So very, very soon. That's just for Walt Disney World, too. I don't think we have a date yet for Disneyland Oh, at all. interesting. Good clarification. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not sure. Yeah, so they get to try it out first. And then they've also <laughs> released some of the pricing. Have you seen that? Yeah, yeah. So and the, those guesses that we were doing before are pretty accurate. Like, I think it's going to be, they mentioned $15 to do the Lightning Lane for our, whatever, the, like, a la carte thing yeah for rise of the resistance and i remember i said 20 but that's like and starting the, at yeah exactly yeah. starting at so like that's probably the average is going to be a 20 dollar day and then when it's like a real slow day you can do it for 15 bucks <laughs> that means if it's, if it's the two of us that's 40 dollars to get yeah. on a ride um, yeah, it's a lot. So, yeah, I like your point. We'll see how it works at Disney World. In a way, Disneyland tested it via Max Pass, right? Where you'd pay daily to get a version of Fast Pass Plus. They just didn't call it that. So, it's interesting. All these services are like merging now. So, we'll see what yeah, happens. Yeah, it is. You're also correct in saying that because the Walt Disney World uh, Fast Pass Plus would let you book three a day or something. Yeah. But not, or they would do, I think it was three a day ahead of time. And now they're going to let you book two a day, but not ahead of time. So right. like it's day all, of. everything's just kind of coming into one like compromise, basically. <laughs> it is. I don't mind the simplicity of that since everything else is pretty complicated within the service. So, oh, I love day of. I don't care which thing. park it is. I love day of, but I also love being able to uh, book more than one at a time. Yeah, and that's really, really cool. You can book out like the next couple hours of your life if you can just do two fast passes. You know what I mean? It's so different than one at a time. And did so did anybody did anybody enjoy running to like Space Mountain, coming back sweaty with all of your people's fast passes? <laughs> like, I think we, we romanticize the old fast pass, but anything is better when they just keep testing stuff, I guess. You know what I was thinking of recently was how fast pass has been 
in Disneyland this whole time during Max Pass, but it, so it's been a free option of Max Pass that's still available. Right. Not currently, but it was still available the whole time, and we never use it. But it's because I hang out with mostly annual pass holders, and we all do that cheap one hundred dollar add on for the entire year. So then we just never need it because it's on our phone instead. Yeah. But I've I'd almost completely forgotten that you can still do your day if you go attraction to attraction. Just as of recently, it seems so like foreign to me now, like like a long time ago, yeah. <laughs> a galaxy long far away. Time ago, it is. Um, I am now that I'm saying it out loud. I am already getting confused because because of Disney World's using of the name Lightning Lane, it just is such a bad move because Fast Mask, Fast Mask, Fast Pass <laughs> has become. A brand in itself like yeah they should have kept it yeah people know what it is even if it evolves like if you think of kleenex means tissue right but it's a brand and right. even people say like if they're at universal or six flags i'll be like oh is there a fast pass here that i could buy so jpeg just i can't with jpeg the system in my car to skip tolls is called Fast Track. I always call it Fast Pass, just on accident, but it technically is doing the same thing. Right. So, <laughs> oh, and you're paying, so it's like lightning right. lane. Um, all right, so all these things coming out for the fiftieth after October first. So, yeah. So speaking of October first, Mike and I were lucky enough to go to Walt Disney World first of all, and then actually be in Magic Kingdom to celebrate the big fiftieth anniversary. And we wanted to basically take you on a journey through how that day went with us, trip report in a way, yeah, um, and tell you like the pluses and minuses of the day because there are a lot. So <laughs> we have a lot of feelings. A lot of so we feelings. Talk them all out here. <laughs> Got to take a deep breath. Um, it definitely changed my mood for the for the last few days of the trip. I think, um, alongside just being tired. But um, yeah, I mean, why don't we start with the morning? We didn't really get much sleep. Right. Yeah. We. I was like, I'm gonna go to bed by eight p.m. I had my pajamas ready. I was gonna do a quick live. We had our food ordered. Everything was set up, and then for some reason. We just stayed up till like what almost one in the morning or something yeah. at that point. <laughs> Knowing we needed to get up early. You were up even later. I was like and then bleaching we... my hair like three times, yeah. trying to get it to be like iridescent, E-A-R, iridescent purple and blue did not work. Uh, but I did end <laughs> up with like a, a lovely blonde. So that's fine. Uh, but yeah, we just couldn't sleep. And then we woke up at around what time? Five I think we woke up at five. Five. And the reason being, so here's another, this is kind of the start of this confusing part of the 50th anniversary. So if you have never been to Walt Disney World, let me try to explain Magic Kingdom entrance for you. This is confusing for Disneylanders, and I'm still confused about it. So Animal Kingdom, Epcot, and Hollywood Studios are the other three parks, and they all have parking lots right in front. Just like you would imagine, you could pull up, park your car, walk to the entrance, right? However, Magic Kingdom does not have that. They have a monorail that gives access from the uh, main parking lot, which is a, like across the water, right? It's yeah, like somewhere else. TTC. So they do have a parking lot. Yeah, it's called the TTC. You could park your car there. Then you have to hop on a monorail or a ferry boat. So one of the two from there to get to the entrance. Or you can take a bus from your hotel 
whichever Disney Resort hotel or even off-property, they sometimes have shuttles, that takes you to the entrance. Or last but not least, you can walk in if you're staying at the Contemporary from across the street. Um, there's just like a like a gate they put up that like and the Grand Floridian now again. recently. Oh yeah, that's right. They have a, like a bridge. Mm-hmm. Yep. So tons of ways to get into the entrance. However, you cannot just simply drive up like we're used to doing. Yeah, it's not and like you can walk in from Harbor into the. Yeah, it's almost Esplanade. like Mickey and Friends. I just remembered this: the Mickey and Friends parking structure. One of the things that's always hard when a big event is happening is like, what time does the parking garage open? It's always something we ask as mm. Disneylanders. So think about that with this. So we had to try to figure out what time any of these modes of transportation is opening that day. Since it's a special day, we all knew it was going to be on a different schedule. But nobody in the entire (laughs) Disney World Resort (laughs) had any clue what time any of this stuff was running. So we could not get an answer um, to save our lives. But... Um, how do we even find out when was running earlier? I think I, I woke think up to something. Social media. Me. Yeah. It was like yeah, Instagram. Social media. <laughs> right. <laughs> so we found out the buses were in fact running early. Um, and still no news on if the parking garage or the parking lot was open, any of that stuff. So we're like, all right, let's do the buses. So we walked out, we had to go across the water to another resort, get on the bus and get there as early as we can. And then we arrived at like six, was it? Or six yeah, thirty? Like between 6 and 6.30, yeah. Right. So it was a quick morning. We got over there. Oh, the weird thing, too. This is just a little spice to throw in. When we were waiting for a bus at like 5 something in the morning, like three Animal Kingdom yeah. buses came before our Magic Kingdom bus. And we're like, why? That's not open for it's like so four weird. hours. so weird. And the bus drivers are like animatronics. They're like, nope. <laughs> We are scheduled to Animal Kingdom only, even though there's a whole group of people trying to get to Magic Kingdom outside. And I I just don't get that. Uh, One more thing that I wanted to say about this moat (laughs) that surrounds uh, Magic Kingdom is... That's a great way to say it, moat. Right? And I love the concept, but it's inconvenient. Um, (laughs) Harbor Boulevard Project Disneyland, if they had finished that, it would have been really hard to get in there because you'd have security... Across Harbor, oh, yeah, they're you can't have like just way over there. Oh, that's right. So you would have had to come in from either of those sides. I didn't yeah. think about that. Which they can block if they wanted to. So yeah, kind of good that they didn't, I guess. <laughs> right, <we> right. <laughs> Thank goodness that budget fell through or whatever happened. COVID. I can't even remember which of those happened. But. <laughs> no, it was like the uh, city of Anaheim. There was like a bunch of Karens that were very upset. Um, just kidding. I don't know the full story, and I think maybe the small businesses were in the right, so I don't want to get involved in that drama. Uh, but anyways, we ended up crossing the moat, and we got to Magic Kingdom. Right. And then we got in and breeze. There was the big crowd, whoever had gotten there earlier than us, had already made it in. Um, we did see via social media again that they had all the cast members out on Main Street welcoming everybody, which is super sweet. But the time that we came, only like a half an hour after, they were already gone. Right. <laughs> so it was... Very short and sweet. Um, however, we found out later why that was, and it's because the stores were insane. So I'm sure they all had to get back to work. It was oh, all the people who worked on Main Street. Oh, so like, that makes total they sense. They needed to get back in there, but we'll talk about that part later. Um, but yeah, so the first thing we did then was run straight up to the castle, right? We want to get up there for the big celebration that they're going to do. We want to see, like... Bob Iger come out and Chapek and throw Man, rocks at whole, him. And- <laughs> the whole setup was like a massive rope drop 
morning right type of thing and i think it maybe went further out than normally because normally it would end on main street and the rope yeah it usually ends at the end of main street like some some t- some place in front of the partner statue ish i can't remember when the rope started right yeah it was like a gap between the normal stage on the castle and where we were at um because they had a float from their parade out um where they <laughs> <laughs> i love the the laugh um they had a float out and they were promoting it so not only were we there to like see whatever celebration was going to happen they also were telling people to go there so there was this massive crowd like all the way back down main street i think by some point it was so far and also thousands of people left and right toward tomorrowland shoulder to shoulder chested back whatever like just completely packed in there like sardines during a pandemic mind you (laughs) Mind you, during a pandemic. All the risks people were willing to take to be there. Right, including ourselves, Mm -hmm. right? (laughs) Um, So anyway, we're waiting and waiting, and what happens, Mike? And um, I I forgot all about the cavalcade car. (laughs) It's not even a parade that you mentioned, (laughs) because even when we're, like, really excited and waiting for something to happen... Everything that was actually happening just felt like we were watching some strange rehearsal and we weren't supposed to be seeing it. It was like people resetting stuff and then putting it away and then random fireworks going off behind the (laughs) castle and then Mickey and Minnie coming out on that cavalcade float. I was like, I don't know if that was supposed to happen. And then all that ended up happening was First, there was a mad rush to get even closer to the castle. So they dropped the rope so that the uh, viewing area was a lot more like a normal castle show, like when we went to uh, the Halloween one before. And we all get up there, like, so excited. And then the characters come out and they dance, sing. (laughs) They did, like, a little jig. And that was it. So they... Evidently, now this could be very special for some Disney World people. However, we're not necessarily, like, I'm not that in tune, especially not being rope droppers as we are. Like, I've never been. So I guess this is something they've done forever, for a long time. They have all the characters come out the very beginning of every day, like, during rope drop. And they do a little two-minute dance and, like, welcome everybody to the park. And then they're done. And that's it. So it's just, like, a quick, like, it's like the backwards of a kiss goodnight that we always see, right? right? Like the little thing at the end of the night. They have something at the beginning of the day as well. Um, and so Disney World people were excited because this is something that was canceled since COVID. So that coming back was exciting for them. However, for the rest of us who are like excited to see Christina Aguilera and Bob Iger, right. whoever the hell, we thought there was going to be this big Nina thing. Nina West was teasing us the whole time. We thought she was going to be there. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, so it was, it was very, like, I can't even say lackluster because it was beyond that. It was, there was just nothing for us, which is the most upsetting part of the entire trip, I believe. So I hate to be really negative, but it was very, like the next three hours, I think Mike and I were just like upset and we didn't really do much. Yeah, (laughs) it was, it just, it killed our mood. And also, like you said, the words lackluster, underwhelming, they don't compare, right? That sounds more like the description for um, like harmonious or something. Yeah, like it wasn't as good as we wanted it to be, but yeah, it like wasn't was just, anything. There was nothing and it felt like a slap in the face. And I know we even spoke to some cast members and I said that to him. I said, 
that felt like a slap in the face. And a lot of the cast members we were talking to um, as people were leaving the castle show area, they all seemed to be biting their tongue. Like they also mm-hmm. agreed that this was a horrible experience for even the cast members and for the hardcore fans. Um, but they just didn't, couldn't say it, but you know, through body language and stuff. Right. Yeah. And one thing to say to that also is that helped at least my grief or not helped it. I'm sorry. It made it worse was <laughs> knowing that they did have a lot of the stuff that we were expecting the night before for media Yeah, and like not hating on media at all, but like if they can give them all that, then they should give the fans and the paying customers something. Yeah. Right. And it, it was just, be and not, or right. Right. Exactly. And I, I've seen that recently. A few things like when I always like, remember back on is when they reopened space mountain they had like what's his name buzz aldridge right yep they had him come out and rededicate space mountain and it was this cool little ceremony but they did it up on the second platform of space mountain where none of us could see and we're just like why wouldn't you do that down here where we can clap and get excited instead of just being in this crazy line that stretched all the way back out to the main gates by the way and then we just got smashed by people running so it was just like this hot mess of excitement of fans and then also just like not even getting the main show (laughs) out of all of that and all the cast members including like the crowd control people knew that there was nothing going to happen right and they let thousands of us just stand there in the sun including some people who were there i know we got there around 6 a.m people were there since like nine the night before right yeah that's yep it's just mean. That's what it is. It's just yeah. mean. <laughs> That's then... what, it does feel like we got bullied or something. Yeah. Like we got, like I feel a little stupid for going through all the effort and jumping through all the hoops to make this trip happen to just like literally have not a single right. thing done. It's it like was... we got stood up on a hot date that we were yes, getting all ready that's for. That's the best way. <laughs> we got stood up and the... Like a really hot guy that you're so excited to meet right? and then he just doesn't even come. Doesn't show up, but then you still get to like have the appetizer on your own. <laughs> you're just sitting eating by yourself. Sad. Paying for the bill. Fine. And then the gall, um, not only did the suits, like the execs that we know, did not show up, like the Chapex and the Igers and the Damaros, but the president and vice president of Disney World did not even show up. Whereas that vice president, she sure did show up for the Space 220 opening (laughs) for a restaurant. Yeah. That was when you brought that up, I lost my mind a little bit because they had a show. Like they had not a show, they had a stage. They had Mickey and Minnie come out. They had the vice president of Disney World. They had the speakers that opened the restaurant. They talked about the experience. I think they talked with Imagineers too about the making of it. Then they had fireworks, like pyrotechnics, like all this stuff for this freaking restaurant. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what? This is the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World. And I, I think a lot of our expectations were really high from the opening of, or the 50th anniversary of Disneyland, right? Yeah. But yeah. I also think it's 100% valid to have those expectations for something this big. Like everywhere celebrates their 50th. People's birthdays on their 50th birthday. Just like everything, 50 yeah, is like the, a big deal. Like the the wrapper around all of this has been a huge deal. They've been promoting it for a few years. Yeah. It's like everything that the Disney World property is about. So you'd think the first day of it, we would get something. And I know there were a lot of the suits and president, et cetera, that ended up 
like walking around the hub meeting people after but at that point most of us were already like mad and then also starving (laughs) and real grumpy and but that also told me that they can't use like covid as a reason why there was no rededication because they sent the suits out maskless to go meet and greet (laughs) in the hub right Uh, which i wish we i wish we weren't or i at least weren't so mad because i would have liked to go see them but i had words i would have told them if we met them especially (laughs) you know now is not the time time. (laughs) well um moving on from there to go over to our food issues i want to talk about that too just because that was another whole thing for the day for everybody everybody who was hangry after standing there and getting stood up what happened after barely sleeping (laughs) getting up early doing all this stuff to get to there for absolutely nothing and then we couldn't get food so mike and i um, we're searching the app, trying to find breakfast. Breakfast wasn't available like anywhere. And then finally I got through to this place called Friar Nooks, which had breakfast in Fantasyland. So I ordered it. Long story short about that, it took how long? Like an hour and a half to get Hour and food? a half after, after you check in. checking in. Yep. Yep. And I was standing there. And then there was people, there was some issue probably with breakfast because people who had done mobile orders for the lunch menu were getting through before me. <laughs> that makes zero sense, right? So, um, but I found out later that this was not at Fire Nooks only. This was resort wide, like right. constantly hearing about people having the same issues at wherever they ate. So it was just like a big thing. And I realized, like, man, the people in the service industry. Have it, or the food service industry have it a little difficult because people are hangry. Like that's a legit yep. thing, right? <laughs> and so, like, it really is. And I think as this day was really not that great compared to the rest of the trip and what Walt Disney World usually feels like. And so, right. you know, a lot of this is coming from like our operational mindedness yes, that you and I yeah. both have. Because um, the cast members were, I guess they were doing their best when they were nice, they were nice. And then also a lot of the other guests, at least the ones we um, either know or that we wanted to meet, everybody was really nice and good spirits. So totally. Again, the wrapper of it was great. The That's actually impressive, too, because it was also very hot that day. That was so one of the hot. first days that it started getting hot yep. on our trip. Like I remember the first week we were there, we were like turning off the AC and opening up the sliding door in the hotel room. I was like, wow, this is crazy. I never thought this would happen in Florida. <laughs> Yeah, October 1st, we had to, like, keep actively looking for shade to stand or sit in. It was right, that hot. Yeah. yeah. There were, I it think it was also thing. there were maybe no clouds. It was just, it was brutal. It was brutal. All right, so we got through the morning shenanigans, and then we had breakfast. So after breakfast, we kind of, like, sat it out, and we're like, all right, like, what can we do to improve on our day? Yeah. So- oh, by the way, a good... <laughs> place to sit it out that we found is like this corner little booth nook inside of Pinocchio's village house. It's near the exits. Um, it, was just, it felt like a little private veranda of ours and yes. we needed that space to chill out. <laughs> right. We did. We sat there for quite some time and just like, wow, got to breathe. Oh yeah. They messed up. <laughs> Excuse me. They messed up our food order too. Oh, of course. After an hour and a half, <laughs> they didn't bacon. Put- Egg bacon. croissant sandwiches, yep. and they just gave us egg on a croissant. Yep. <laughs> Sorry, oh, I just thought that was funny. It mercury, has to be so obvious that's missing. Retrograde. Mercury, blame it on that. Not COVID or the suits, just mercury. Right. Like, blame it all on mercury. <laughs> Speaking of blaming on the suits, 
another thing that we kept thinking about operationally is this new park reservation system is supposed to prevent and actually help these workers and the cast members and make sure everything's staffed enough to the number of people that they know are going to show up, make sure there's enough merch and food ready. And at one of the investor conferences or whatever calls, Bob Chapek said, oh, the park reservation system is like the best thing we've ever created. <laughs> and clearly these systems do not talk to each other. In fact, we spoke to a couple cast members who were like, no, those are, they don't even, those are two separate things. And, you know, that is one cast member, but still, I don't think the things are working as intended. Right. Can we also take a quick second to just talk about the general senses of everybody hating on Chapek. So (laughs) just real quick, because I've seen a lot of argument about this online. So everyone at the beginning started hating on Chapek and it became like a trend. Like everybody's like blame Chapek, right? And then we all caught on that Josh Tomorrow has a lot to do with this. But mm-hmm. everybody likes Josh Tomorrow because he's pretty, so nobody wants to get mad at Josh Tomorrow. So we nice. keep blaming he's like, jo- uh, he's Chapek. He's like one of us, right? He- he's like one of us, yeah. right? However, I do believe he is very responsible. But as you said, you pointed out, you're like, everything rolls up. Everything. Like, always rolls up. So no matter what tomorrow is doing, Chapek is still involved and he still is responsible right. as a whole for the entire company. So while he's got a lot going on, he could also pull the plug on anything tomorrow's trying to do. So not giving tomorrow a free pass at all, but Chapek is still responsible because a lot of people are saying that he has nothing to do with it, which is incorrect if you ask me. Right. right? I mean, it's his it's his part of the Disney businesses. Um, tomorrow owns parks and resorts now, not just Disneyland. And then, like you said, Chapek's at the top, so they are accountable for what happened. Of course, like you said, we don't know what Tomorrow wanted, and Chapek could have cut. We really don't know. But at the end of the day, that big toe with a face named Bob Chapek is, is uh, villain number one. For <laughs> yeah, sure. Mike, Mike really I, is like... Yeah, I just don't <sighs> like him at all. <laughs> In fact, <laughs> since we're going there, um, there was this funny like discussion that was happening in the comments of someone's Instagram about um, just like everything is should be the way it is because Disney's a business. Like fans should get over it. And what I wrote back was, first of all, we are customers. We're not just fans. So I said the customers deserve more. And I said Disney World deserves more. So it's not, right? It's not just like us complaining. It's this huge thing, this idea that came to life and now it's been around for 50 years. That deserved more. And then you know what? If we want to talk about business, the shareholders deserve more because I don't think this is a long-term strategy, just like screwing over the fans for money right now. Yeah. It could bite (laughs) us all back in the butt or bite them back in the butt. I have like what two two pieces of stock versus via that stash <laughs> app but still that's not cool it's not cool yeah and I, I like that you bring that up too because while disney world is basically an inanimate object in comparison to a human like if somebody had their 50th birthday it would be very sad if none of their friends wanted to celebrate it if they all showed up and didn't care about that person right, right? like it's kind of that feeling and that was that feeling for disney world it's like oh man they should have like, they didn't even sing happy birthday. Remember where we were remembering that? Oh, we're like, yeah. what? And then I remember when we got our food, they came with these, like, souvenir Mickey ear 
things, right? And all of a sudden that triggered, I'm like, we didn't get our Mickey, like no oh, Mickey yeah. ears at the front. <laughs> <laughs> and like at the 50th anniversary of Disneyland, they gave out free Mickey ears to everyone. Um, and then other anniversaries that are very not as big as the milestone of 50 years, like the 65th, we got a button that said the day on it and it's for people only there that one day. So the only thing that was like that that day was a lithograph when you walk out, which got damaged for everybody 99%, right? right. Like, it has to be. There's no way you could carry that back to your hotel and travel with it and have it not get damaged. Across the moat, um, the seas, the monorail, the across trains, the Across the moat, right, yeah. And then um, the other thing was uh, the park map, which just stated the date and whatnot. So whatever, whatever, but it's just our expectations versus reality were very much different, and I, I feel that, some of it could be whining, but a lot of it is like, what What was the miss here? Like, just something yeah. was missing, and why? Like, what happened? I'm just very curious to hear that conversation. We're like, nah, let's not do it for the fans. <laughs> like, <laughs> exactly. They aren't going to even notice. Like, what? I texted you sometime after we got back home, and I was like, okay, I'm officially back to being a Disneylander. <laughs> Oh, right. And it's oh, yeah, because, you want to save it for the show. Yeah, and and just hearing you talk about the differences right now, it to me, Disneyland feels like it's the... It's not only the original, but it's like the, the authentic thing that all the other Disney parks copy um, in a corporate way. So I feel like Disneyland is like the actual living, breathing thing. And then Disney World is if you take Disneyland and you make it corporate but still really fun and amazing but it's there to make money all of a sudden i you could feel the hollowness of it i don't know i just that's a very interesting way to put that because i've heard that from a lot of people but not identifying what you just identified they're more so saying like it doesn't feel intimate like it feels weird or different not as like soulful as disneyland right so yeah and i think the size in that regard um definitely makes a difference that makes sense to me too it's it's not as sprawling um when things are sprawling there's room to just be bored <laughs> right <what> I think. <laughs> well uh, give it yeah. some time because hopefully disneyland won't go through the same thing <laughs> we'll have to see how that goes <laughs> i guess this is like the real the big first thing they've done but actually hold up disneyland's reopening no not really i guess they didn't really do much for that either after COVID? Yeah. They just had everybody on Main Street welcoming you for a long time. And then they had all the Bobs out there and Josh Amaro. I will say, like am that. I mis misremembering, but didn't they create like welcome back merch or something like that? Oh, yeah. They had a whole line of the magic is back. Right? See, that's so right. neat. That's not even an anniversary. That's just because they're yeah, reopening. It's just, right. It's just celebrating that <sighs> we can all go back to Disneyland. Right. Aww. Well, welcome back. Speaking of, come on, <laughs> Disneylander. <laughs> Disneylander. Um, the other uh, thing that I was thinking of between Disneyland and Disney World, just one last thing, is the cast members. I feel like Disneyland cast members like either grew up going to Disneyland and or lived in SoCal, whereas Disney World cast members um, come from all over the place. Some of them are looking for a job. Some of them are fans or they're the college program. College program, International. Yeah. And so the cast members, as magical as they are at Disney World, they they just don't have that extra that Disneyland has. Yeah. I've 
I've had a lot of really good interactions at Disney World lately, but in the past, I can definitely agree with that. Like, uh, back in, like, 2007, like, we were just like, what is going on? Like, nobody here knows a single thing about the park. It's almost like the training isn't up to par with what Disneyland does, too. It feels like there's a lot more fans working at Disneyland than there are fans working at Disney World. 1,000%. Yeah. Um, you did mention the Disneyland, the free merch, but at uh, Magic Kingdom, there were there were a ton of merch opportunities, including like October 1st merch. Um, we got a bunch. It was a little bit stressful. Yeah. So um, luckily, we didn't attend this fight, but we saw some <laughs> videos of some crazy fights breaking out and like things getting I think glass was broken and Yikes. all sorts of stuff going on in the Emporium. To get this 50th merch. Um, And the interesting part about that was that I don't think anything in the Emporium had just come out that day. Right? (laughs) I don't know because they really screwed everything up royally. Because a couple (laughs) days before that, a bunch of 50th stuff like was put out. It was that, everywhere. I think it was as soon as we got there. It was at Disney Springs. Yeah. At World and then of there, was some, there was some like really new stuff that was like two nights before. And I don't know if it was a mistake or not, but I was seeing that people were fighting over that. So I can't even imagine what they assumed were limited items on October 1st. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Those. That's another thing is I didn't really see too many things that listed as limited other than the um, the pins. Right. So there was definitely mass chaos in there. And that was kind of like, I mean, I was very happy that I avoided it. I had actually already gotten my 50th stuff prior to because it was everywhere (laughs) earlier. So I was okay where I was at. Um, But they did have some like day of only pins that we had thought that it was because it says October 1st on it. Um, And you could get those at the pin trader which is in Frontierland. Which was part or, of our giveaway last week. So congratulations. Yeah, our most magical listening. giveaway that we had two people find our podcast and listen to and hear the episode. And they are now winners, which mm-hmm. is just really cool. Um, but there was also this other place in Fantasyland called The Big Top. If you guys have ever been there, it's like the big circus tent. And that was now turned into a merch center for the 50th anniversary. Now, this one, along with pin traders, actually, were virtual queue only. So you had to be lucky enough to get in. We couldn't get in all day. Finally, one of our friends of our friends of our friends, like, got us in. So we we finally got to go check it out. But um, it was out of control. Like, to get get on the virtual queue, you had to scan a QR code that were... Uh, placed on signage around the park and then they would cover the qr code with a piece of paper when there were no more (laughs) reservations available and then they would take it off when they're back but that whole plan went out the door because people just took a picture of it and then we're all messaging messaging it to each other and then you scan the phone of someone else who has the picture on and then it's just it was impossible to get in the virtual queue so like you said thank you to Friends and friends of friends who helped us get in there. Um, the thing that I really wanted the most was pretty much anything that said October 1, just to make up for the fact that we waited all day. So, you know, we were there, even if we weren't super happy about the ceremony. Um, it was still ended up being a really fun day, and I wanted to commemorate it. Uh, right. The October 1st shirt that was really popular, um, that was gone pretty quickly. I know you were able to get your hands on one, like, literally minutes before it went away. 
Well, it actually, they were sold out from, they only had Smalls and Triple X left. And then out of nowhere, I heard a cast member like whisper to another cast member that they had a 2XL, which is still too big. But I was like, just give it to me. I want one. Right. <laughs> like, I don't care. I want one. So I got like the last 2XL in existence. Um, and then before we even checked out of that place, it was already completely sold out of those shirts. So we yeah. got there right at the tail end of it. And that was also more part of the chaos was that the first room that you went into after checking in was um, 50th merchandise that anybody could purchase who was there in the big top, including the October one day of merch. And then the next room was the annual pass exclusive merchandise, which included that shirt. And so most of us were spending our time in that first room because they were cast members literally yelling, saying, if you go to the next room, you cannot come back to this room. And right. it took a while for me to realize that the next room was the AP stuff. So definitely yeah. missed out on that. Yeah. Um, the thing that I got that I'm really happy about that I already used is a water bottle. So it's just one of those sort of um, third party version of a swell bottle that Disney sells. And it has the castle with the 50. It's gold with a blue print on it. And it says October 1, 2021. So I'm really happy nice. with my one commemorative thing that is functional. So I'll be able to use it versus pins. You know, I'm not really a pin collector. See, I haven't used my T-shirt. So you're already one up on me. <laughs> <laughs> use it as a, as a throw blanket, maybe. Cut it in half. Yeah, and right, open it exactly. Yeah. <laughs> So um, all we came out with were pins and a T-shirt and a tumbler, basically, right? Right. So, but that's okay because they also had this other line called Vault Disney, which is super cute, which I actually would have preferred over all the other merch, to be honest. It's just, that was like kind of that fan service stuff again like they're yeah like doing throwbacks to stuff that there was a there that that was blah, 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 that was their opening day which yeah. is just like i like those like, really really cute designs are so cute yeah and they did that for the 50th in disneyland too they had some like vintage looking items that were on sale um however merch was nowhere near as popular back then I every actually time had a, i hear uh, vaults every time i hear vault disney i just think of it's dracula saying vault disney that's weird. Like Walt <laughs> Disney. Just me. Oh, like Walt. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> right. I was like, why? I don't mm. know. <laughs> um, there you go. <laughs> uh, but one thing we, I had a conversation with some friends on Clubhouse recently, and we realized, or I realized something while having the conversation that was so interesting to me. And they were talking about how merch has gotten out of control in comparison to where it used to be, like the 50th of Disneyland. We don't remember any of this crazy mess for it, like people punching each other and breaking shit. Like, it just didn't happen. And then I think the guy was like, oh, it's because of eBay. Like, eBay just wasn't popular oh, yet. Yeah. And I was like, no, eBay was, like, the only thing we had back then. That was, like, very popular. So I was trying to think. I'm like, wait social media right so it's like we combo. always have to be first right that like real mm -hmm. quicks first but then even more so what i realize is that people now with smartphones that we didn't have in 2005 can literally buy something and put it on ebay instantly and sell it for 10 times the right. amount of money or whatever probably so while they're like in that, line to purchase it yep that quick hit like insanity has only started since smartphones so like that's Honestly, I think a lot to do yeah. with why we're seeing such a difference with I think stuff the like this. combination makes sense because 
if when eBay was around, there wasn't as much demand to buy the stuff. And then this thing that you mentioned about everyone wanting to have it and at least try to have it first, plus smartphones and social media. Wow. Um, it also makes it not so much fun for us. Like I know we'll probably talk about this next year after D23 Expo, but the, um, is there a name for them? Like the merch, the people who go there for the merch specifically to sell resellers? I don't know. They should have like, yeah, Yeah, resellers, eBay uh, pirates. Like they should have something. Yeah, because they kind of ruin it for the rest of us. Unless, unless I'm mistaken and they are also huge Disney fans. Um, So they aren't. Remember? We know they aren't. Oh, like gosh. at at least for the sorcerers, a lot of them were like, "Remember that guy I sat That's next right. to at the Pirates of the Caribbean speech?" He's like, "I'm just killing time. I don't even like Disney. I'm just here to be an extra person to Ugh. buy more merchandise." I'm like, "He's like someone paid for my ticket so that I could buy more merch for them." I was like, "Oh my god, that <laughs> no! sucks. That makes me so mad." Yeah, and like there is benefits of resellers, um, or there are benefits. Um, I know a couple people that buy a lot from resellers and it's because that person is doing the effort of going there on the day you can't be there, getting the merchandise and you're still able to enjoy it, which fine. If you're a big fan and you want to get your hands on one, fine. However, the flip side of that, of causing fights and breaking stuff and making it impossible for the people who are actually there to not get it, that's where it's like, well, damn, you know, so it's a double edged sword either way. Um, it's all, it reminds me of yeah. like paparazzi or something. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, That's a good way to say that. They swarm in. They don't really care about the celebrity. It just yeah, makes them just money to get a picture. And they're going to go. Yeah. Yep. Pokemon Snap. Um, there is so much to talk about when it comes to the 50th. Anything else come to your mind for the day of our experience on October 1st? Yeah, I wanted to talk how we flipped the day. I think it was okay. fun. Yeah. So um, other than seeing a lot of really good friends and hanging out and not doing all that fun stuff, um, there was a one thing like we had a challenge up for ourselves, which I think f- for me at least saved the day. And it was um, to go on every attraction that was there opening day that is still there currently. And we did it except we for one it. Country Bears Jamboree because it closed early and we did not know that. <laughs> However, yes. I did go on it the like day before. So it's fine. There you go. Um, but yeah, I thought that was really fun. And we got to do like fun little videos on each of the attractions and just kind of like owned it for ourselves and we're like let's just let's just do this yeah it completely flipped the fun of the day and and it goes back to like how we normally like to have fun at at disney parks is just like make it our own yep like okay what can we do on our own to make this fun since they didn't do anything for us and october 1st everyone was so busy with merchandise lines that most of these uh ride queues were short so short there were so many walk-ons and it was yeah that was probably the craziest thing i heard a lot of people talking about that the day was so busy in the park but the rides were walk-ons yeah. half of them they had least, like so. both dumbo spinners running and you would just walk right on like <laughs> right. walking through the queue took longer than getting on the ride yeah yeah most of them right that's mm-hmm. a great way of saying that too hilarious um and then one of my favorite moments was near the end of the night before the 50th fireworks which we'll talk about later but what did, do you remember what we did where we had food? Oh, maybe this was after. Was this this was after? Oh, are you talking about uh, late night cabaret? Yes, okay, we went to yes. a late night cabaret in Tomorrowland, and who do we see? We saw Sunny Eclipse, who we are trying to manifest to come speak with us on the podcast. <laughs> um, 
over at Cosmic Rays in Tomorrowland. Such a nice way to end the night. It was like our own private theater because nobody was in there. We sat front and center. We were like singing and clapping for him after every song. And if you guys don't know who Sunny Eclipse is, he is um, a performer inside of the Cosmic Rays Quick Service Restaurant in Tomorrowland. Highly recommend to go check him out. I had gone there for probably 15 years and never knew he existed. (laughs) So like he's like inside this quick service. And if you don't want hamburgers you probably don't know he's there so like go check him out and it's huge like that's just a good place to find lots of space a- air conditioning seating yeah um and i i don't want to dumb him down to chuck e cheese but for people who just really don't know what we're talking about it's it's a stage where there's a musician and he's an animatronic but he's 10 times bit cooler looking than chuck e cheese and he's there the whole time while you're eating playing he's like a lounge a singer and yeah like- He's just so cute. I really love Sunny Eclipse. So um, I'm part of the Sunny Eclipse fan club, and mm. we totally got to manifest him on the show. The sp- Space Angels? What does he call his... Um... Oh, yeah. His spe- his backup singers yeah. are the Space Angels. So cute. You can't see them. You can only hear them. <laughs> right. Yes, right. Um, so a lot of stuff still transpired, though, before we ended the night at Cosmic Rays. Wait, what? What happened? Uh, so I got to say <laughs> that uh, after we did the um, challenge, the opening day attraction challenge, we also went to take as many, well, this was throughout the day, as many photo pass pictures as we can because okay. th- there were a bunch of things out. Okay, fine. They probably weren't only out that day, but there was a ton. And since we had photo pass on our AP, we had to make the most of it. And it goes back to earlier, you said, you know, running into friends and people that we started to know, like I started to know over the last year and a half through Instagram. It was just cool to see everybody. Um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of shy in real life compared to how I am on the podcast. <laughs> um, and so I do get anxiety about meeting all these people, but it was just so much fun. And I think that's really what helped turn the day around was there was a communal grumbling of the morning and then a communal turnaround to make the day great. Right. And you, right. you kind of felt that by the end of the night. Yeah, I kind of already felt it when we went on our very first attraction. Do you remember we were on the carousel? Because we came out of there and we're like, oh, yes. opening day attraction right in front of us. So let's go get on the carousel. And Brian Trex yes walked right on and tj and they walked straight in front of us they didn't even see us they were on the horses in front i'm like this is just like such a great disney moment we're on we're grown-ass adults all of us all of us i think it was i think dating disney was also oh yeah yeah also right so all six of us we weren't necessarily together as a group but like we're all adults riding this carousel just like this is what disney is all about like totally and that's like a another overlooked ride because when you're on it and you look out, you see like you're like in fantasy land come to life in the music totally. and the the wind. <laughs> just all it does. It. it is nice, breezy. It feels yeah. great. <laughs> oh, I like that you mentioned that. I already forgot that was our first of the channel. <laughs> yeah. So anything else from the day that you want to discuss? No, it was a it was a long day. Um, it's about been about a week or so since then my ankles are still sore like that was the longest <laughs> day i've had like park open to close park that i've had oh in yeah a we did open to close time. that day too yeah and i don't think i was planning on it <laughs> i don't know if, like i was probably gonna ditch you at some point or we would both be tired <laughs> 
but you just couldn't <laughs> stop because you want you don't want to miss anything and then by the time it was late afternoon you're like we might as well stay for the fireworks uh which you know we'll talk about all of the 50th offerings including um the new fireworks special in the next couple of episodes because we do have so much more to talk about the 50th was more than just october 1st so things started before the first and the whole resort was celebrating all four parks even the resorts and including us we were excited about it so can't wait to discuss all of that stuff within the next probably couple of episodes we have so much to talk about yeah seriously um also thanks for listening to us because we you know, being there and not being there are two completely separate things. And sometimes it's really easy to say like, oh, stop complaining because we've had someone tell us that we don't need to complain about what they offered to us. But it it wasn't the best experience, but we were able to, as you heard, fix it. So, but, you know, we just like to express our feelings sometimes. And this is that moment. So anyway. It's, fun- with- it's funny you said that, though, because the cast member that we were um, talking to that when we were really upset, like sad, we weren't like angry. Um, he literally told us to also tell City Hall on the way out because yeah. they want you to say it in a nice, you know, respectful way, which is right. how you do it. Right. And we did actually go to City Hall and told them what we thought about it in a nice professional way. And she actually like told us she appreciated it. And I, yeah. I was like, you know, and it's so sad to think she probably just gets yelled at all day by people who are expecting more. But we like really told them like, you know, like we just felt left out like as fans and we would really like not not like yeah. to see that ever again. Like, please include the people who are keeping guys afloat. Right. Like, Just totally. like pay a little. She, yeah, she was taking it. So she was writing it like word for word in her iPad. I was very um, impressed. And I totally respect that. So. Yes, thank you, everybody, for listening to us, Vent. And thanks for listening to this episode 54 of the Disney Holics Show. Follow us on social media at the Disney Holics. And if you want to get in touch with us, slide into our DMs on Instagram or email us at fanmail at thedisneyholics.com. Okay, bye. Bye. When the Big Bang was done and the fun had begun, there were nice minute planets going around that old sun. And comets and asteroids and meteors too. It's called the solar system and before and through. I'll tell you about the planets, cause they're not all the same. I've been to every one of them and I know their names. Venus, Jupiter, Saturn, Mars. They're far away, but still they're closer than all the stars. Pluto's furthest from the sun and Mercury's first. The sun's in the middle, it's a fiery ball. A million miles across, so it's the biggest of all. Planetary boogie. It's the planetary boogie. Planetary boogie. It's the planetary boogie. Nine crazy planets dancing all over the sun. And every one of them is having worlds of fun. Mercury's hot. Pluto is not. And Saturn's got a ring that wraps around the whole thing. And Mars is red. Man, I really want to go to Disneyland.